action. Welcome everybody to episode five. No, yeah, five of five. Trees, Money, and Capitol Hill. This week we're talking about music with Bruno O. Uh, yes, Bruno, say something. Uh, hi. Uh, my name is Raiden. Uh, lots of my friends call me Bruno. Uh, I don't know why. I basically forgot. Uh, I'm here to talk about music theory today, and if you have any questions, you can send them to Taylor's house, wherever that is. Or I recommend you, you don't. Us, or you can email us at um. Wait, we have an email. Our own email. Hold we do on. have an email, Bruno. Oh. Yes. Okay. Well, I email not, there. Not know this, but we actually yes, we do actually have an email. It's um. Trees M A C H. At gmail.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tree is M A C H money. I'll put it on our I'll put it on our website. Oh, okay. uh, well, That's a good idea. Yeah. Channel okay. Under, but we have a website too. Holy jeez. No, we don't have a website. Oh. We will have a website. <laughs> you can go on Wix and make one. I think this is our best intro, honestly. Wait, dude, hold on. Um, I, I hear music from the printer. I think the paper is jamming. Music uh, from the printer. Yeah, I speaking hear music. of music, <laughs> <laughs> Bruno, um, what is music? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I have no clue. It's, I mean, like, you can you can call Taylor laughing or Joey uh, making mouth farts as music. And, <laughs> like, see, that's what, that's what I don't understand. I mean, I'm guessing music is probably just sounds. Sounds? Yeah. Okay. And and what exactly is music theory? Um, it's just basically how you write like instrumental music, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just like basically, I mean, it covers everything from instrumental music, like chord progressions, melodies, harmonies, uh, tones, voices, everything. Okay. Um, and what exactly is the purpose of music theory? What exactly um, is the point of studying it? I guess it's more or less just sort of kind of like trying to streamline everything you write in music. Like sort of like you don't have to reinvent the wheel and everything. So like basically like let's say like everyone's like, oh yeah, this chord progression is really good. So like you just study it and then you won't have to like figure it out yourself. And also when you're reading other people's music, you can also learn music theory. So you can actually read their music. Versus, like, if you don't know how to read their music, you're just sort of, you have to, I don't know, you can't, you can't read their music if you don't understand music theory. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Okay, yeah. And um, um, with, with music theory comes, like, you know, different genres of music. What exactly defines any sort of genre? Uh, I guess it's basically, like, the building blocks, fundamentals, like, let's say, like, I mean, like, nowadays, it's, like, a lot of, you know, a lot of genres are sort of, like, mixing together. So, it's, like, you can't really say that one song is, like, one distinct genre. It's, like, lots of rap songs are becoming pop songs, and lots of pop songs are becoming rap songs. So, like, there isn't, there isn't, like, a genre border anymore. Okay, so there's just more, like, gray area. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Okay. What, 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 well, um, in that case, what is your favorite, like, type of music in a way i guess i mean just just like what is your favorite genre mm, i wouldn't say i have a specific genre it's more like a blend 
I mean, like, okay. even, like, my music playlist, it's sort of, like, it's just a huge variety of different songs. Mm-hmm. And is there any sort of genre you think is best for, like, studying music theory? Uh, You know, I'll go with the most boringest one and probably say classical. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, like, mm-hmm. every single type of music out there is all, like, sort of derived from classical. So, like, I mean, if you study that, you'll basically have, like, a basic understanding of everything else. Okay. Um, we actually have a a small list of like things that might need to be like defined. So, what exactly are harmonies? Are uh, they basically help the melody? So, like they sort of kind of refine it and they sort of help bring it out. Mm-hmm. And then, like you never want the harmonies to sort of cover the melody. That would be a huge disappointment, I guess. So, like in a way, the harmony is like the alpha alpha, and then. Sorry, no, the harmony is the beta, and then the melody is the alpha. Yeah, basically. But, like, Mm -hmm. also, the beta can't, you know, cover up the alpha. Like, never, basically. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not a harmony. Mm -hmm. And with that, I guess, what is a melody? (laughs) Uh, Melody is basically that voice that gets assisted by harmony. And it's basically, like, it's usually distinct, but, like, when you study, like, tons of like more in-depth classical music it sort of gets a little more complicated what melody is i mean like just like how there isn't like specific genres anymore it's just sort of like you know Mm -hmm. a lot of voices sort of the i guess melody and harmony just blend together a lot when you sort of study more difficult pieces Mm -hmm. and um what exactly is rhythm uh I, mean, I would say it's not that Discord bot that plays music, right? Uh, you know, I gotta say that is also rhythm, but <laughs> in terms of musical rhythm, it's sort of like it's mm, it's just like beat by beat. You just sort of count beats, and then like mm-hmm. you get a measure. So like, let's say like you have four beats in the measure, that's sort of the rhythm. And then if you ha- you can also go use like eighth notes, sixteen notes, thirty second notes. Mm-hmm. And then all that, and then it sort of just, mm, just come up with new like new melodies or or harmonies too. Are there any ways of like playing around with any of these, like playing around with rhythm or melodies or harmonies in order to get something new out of a piece? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like all all pieces are sort of like you know just rhythm. You, you can mix up the rhythm to sort of make a completely new piece, or you can even mix up other things like chord progressions or melodies and then just make a completely new song. That's sort of how remixes are kind of made. Okay. So like remixes are just mixing up of stuff. Yeah, hence the name remix. Of course. Um, yeah. Right, well, Joe, you're gonna say something? Oh yeah. Um can you can you tell us about how um how how like just how like the harmony and the melody they influence people's emotion Mm, that's a little i mean like i'm not a psychologist but like i could give like a basic rundown of what it does so it's sort of like you know like let's say like you play ode to joy and then like when people listen to it they're probably gonna feel joy because it's like a major key but then you play like something else. You play like something sadder. Like, what's actually what is a sad? Mm. 
Oh yeah, um, if you play like something like Moonlight Sonata, which is in like a minor key, it's just like everyone just gets like suddenly sadder. And plus, Moonlight Sonata, like the first one, it's sort of like really slow and everything, so it's sort of like really mellow mm -hmm. and then really sort of sad because it's also in a minor key. Mm -hmm. And what exactly separates um, different keys and scales and everything, like major and minor? Uh, just uh, key signatures and mm -hmm. basically uh, what the tonic note is. And what other like scales and everything are there? Uh, there are a ton of scales. Are there I any mean, that like you think are the most interesting things that like you found to be interesting to study or look at, I guess? Uh, what do you mean by that? Just like, are there any sort of scales or anything that you think are really interesting? I guess I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the normal scale is pretty. I mean, I feel like all scales are pretty interesting because, like, you can sort of just mix them up and mash them together. It's just, I don't know. I feel like I feel like all scales are interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> What else? Um, I'm like losing my train of thought here. Um, I guess along with that kind of stuff goes with like chord progressions. How exactly do chord progressions work and how do they like influence anything? Um, they're sort of, they're like the, they're basically the heart. They're basically the harmony of everything. So it's sort of mm -hmm. like, you can play like a melody, like the right hand of um, Ode to Joy and then just sort of play like, the notes and then on the left hand you have just like chords or basically like arpeggios and then basically when you combine those you get an actual song and that's basically what chord progressions are okay and i guess on on that note i get a note uh, <laughs> um you know you said playing with like left and right hand what roles do different instruments play in music so like, um, for example, the drum sets, the drum or percussion, uh, most of the percussion, not necessarily all, I mean, like, for example, you can't use marimba to sort of substitute as a drum. Like most of the percussion, they're sort of like used to keep a rhythm. And then that's sort of the role percussion falls under. And then there's also like other notes, other um, types of instruments like keyboards. And then those are used for like actual melody, but they can also be used as accompaniments or harmonies for like, if there's, if someone's like singing or whatever. And then should I just go through all the instruments? I mean, all the basic uh, ones you can, I guess, sure. <laughs> um, wind instruments and stringed instruments are basically sort of also harmony. And I mean, you could, you could, actually it really depends on the genre. Or melody, and ultimately, it basically depends on the genre. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, in jazz, you would use a lot of saxophones, and they would sort of make up the the melody. And then, in like regular pop music, you never, you basically never see wind or stringed instruments as a melody. Yeah. Okay. And you said earlier, you know, like you can't use certain instruments to fill the roles of other things, like marimbas and drums. What? All right. Well. 
can different instruments of different classes, I guess, portray different roles in music? Like, mm. what does like separating different types of drum kits or different types of guitars do? You mean like sort of can different instruments play like different roles, basically? Yeah, like how how exactly does separating them work, and how does that make things more interesting? I mean, you don't really have to separate them. Like, I've heard some songs which are like sort of like they get really creative with it. So, like for like one section of the song, they may use a bass guitar to keep a rhythm, and then for another part of the song, the bass guitar might suddenly become like the melody or like a different harmony. And then it's like there's like like just like how there isn't that much separation in genres, there also isn't that many separations in sort of instrument and what roles they play. They can just play a ton of different roles. Okay. Um, well, I mean, this is going to be kind of, I don't have like a good segue for this one, but can you talk about like the history of music? The hist- uh, do, you, do you know anything about that? Like, as <laughs> know, a music. music. Uh, so like basically music, it's been around for a couple of years, uh, namely a, a couple of minu- uh, thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And then it's sort of like, actually, it's been around since like a long, a long, long time. Just, just, just keep, just, mm-hmm. just think of a long, long time. And then basically actual, like, you know, like music theory and all that sort of started like only about 500 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then that sort of, um, uh, that's sort of like how, like everything we know about music really started. And then for example, um, there are also like different periods of music throughout our history. There's four currently. There's um, Baroque, uh, Classical, Romantic, and uh, Contemporary. And okay. those are the four periods. Can you talk more about like those four periods and what separates them specifically? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, Baroque music is basically like the first period. And since it was the first period, there wasn't really that many like, you know, rules on how you should write music. Or like any sort of, you know, specific, I guess, anything. But like in Baroque period, they sort of like made a ton of like, you know, inventions, uh, fugues. Mm-hmm. And then they were sort of like how like, they were sort of the basis of um, all the other periods. And then, so after Baroque, in classical, they actually started making some like, you know, ground rules. Like, for example, like, there were like actual like sonatas, sonatinas, and then they sort of, there were things like um, trail, uh, actually no, trails were around in Baroque. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of forgot a little about the history of music. Uh, there were tri- there were trills in Baroque, but like they used it a lot more in classical music. Yeah. And then people like Mozart wrote like a ton of different, like, you know, ton of different new inventions like um i don't know what it's called uh, oh yeah uh it's called apogitura i think it's latin maybe mm-hmm. and then that he just used that a lot in his songs and then it sort of you know made his song sound a lot more cooler i guess that's the best word to describe <laughs> it and then going into romantic period that's sort of like when like a lot of the classical rules got broken so like that's sort of like how we know it was like a completely new period, and so mm-hmm. like things were like things like etudes, etudes were written a lot more, 
And then, for example, if you listen to like Etude Winter Wind, it's just like it sounds like a huge gibberish of notes instead of like the sonata, which, ha which has like a form. Like back then, sonata actually had like a little form, like basically, like you'd go from like A, B, and then so like part A, then part B, then part A, then part C, then part A, then part D, and then go back to part A and have like a little coda section. But now in like romantic period, there wasn't like that sort of like style. It was more of like basically you start out with a theme and then you might move on to like a different section. And then instead of going back to it, you might go into a C. And then you might even go into a D if you're like, you know, amb uh, ambitious enough. And then usually after you go to C, you just sort of come back to A and then sort of play a little coda section or maybe go to B and then go to coda. And that's sort of the idea. That's sort of the idea of romantic music. And then finally, when you get to contemporary, it's just like a lot more romantic rules get broken. And then it's sort of, I mean, I don't, I don't have that. I don't know that much about contemporary classical music. But it's basically, um, actually, I really don't know anything about contemporary music. Okay, well, you say a lot of like rules are broken throughout, um, you know, the different um, stages and everything. Yeah. Um, are there any rules that get created throughout any of these periods? Uh, yeah, so like basically like every time they destroy a couple of rules in a period, they sort of create new ones. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they might just be too lazy to create new ones and they just sort of like go rampant with it. And then they just sort of write complete good sounding songs, but like they don't have like a single bit of structure or whatever. I mean, okay. like, uh, I feel like classical songs are like the, like the classical period songs are like the songs with the most structure. Cause like every single like sonata would go from like part A, part B, part A, part C, part A, part D, part A and coda. Whereas like Baroque music, not so much. Romantic music, definitely not. Contemporary, I'm pretty sure not. Okay. Are there any specific like timestamps to separate all these periods? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure there are. Um, I think Bar Baroque started in like 1500s, somewhere, mm -hmm. some, sometime in the 1500s. And then after that, it's sort of, I think it was 16. Six, uh, 1600s mm -hmm. and then from 1600s you would go into 1750s and the romantic music would be 1750s to 1900s and then contemporary music is just 1900s to right now okay all right um can, can you tell us about um like how, what produces like changes in the like the sound pitch i don't know like like what causes the sound to be different pitches? So like what causes it to be higher frequency or lower frequency? Um, are you talking uh, on like which instrument? On, I mean like what produces it in fit, like not, not on the instrument. I mean, most instruments have a method of tuning the strings to cause it, mm. but why are they different? Why do they become different? Like what causes them to be different? I guess that falls more under physics. Uh, you should probably study physics for a more in-depth explanation of what I'm, what I'm about to say. But basically, it's sort of like sound waves. It's just sort of like, you know, like lower notes have either a shorter sound wave or a longer sound wave. I forgot. But basically, like wavelengths just start different. 
uh, depending on the pitch. And that's sort of like what separates um, what separates them. Okay. And um, I guess with that, does music theory relate to science and in what ways specifically? Um, no, that's a good question. Um, I'd say parts of it. I mean, like, for example, like there are like well-established chord progressions, which work really well. Like they just sound really good. And then I guess that could definitely be attributed to science. Like some, like a combination of different sound waves just sound really good to someone. And then I guess that would definitely be considered science. Okay. So it's more like um, the study of like the human brain. Uh, basically, yeah. Okay. I guess that makes sense. And I guess that explains why, you know, it's ever changing because the human brain is always changing. Yeah. That's sort of like how new genres are basically invented like every single year. Every year? I mean, like, apparently, I mean, there are tons of different genres now. So like, I mean, like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if new genres are invented like every year. Okay. Makes sense. Um, can you, can you talk to us about the, um, Neolithic instruments, like instruments of the old cavemen who are like, you know, uh, you know, I'm not exactly a historian, but I'm assuming they probably use like rocks or bones or an animal bones probably. And then they just sort of played rhythms. I mean, they didn't have like stringed instruments, like pianos or like yeah. violins or anything. So like, I'm assuming they probably just like, you know, made a little rhythm and then just sort of beatboxed it maybe or something. Uh, how exactly do instruments like evolve over time? Because we obviously don't use the same instruments that they would have used then. So how exactly do they evolve and how quickly do they evolve? Uh, you know, they evolve. Um, I mean, it really depends on like what, what new inventions are sort of like created like someone might make like a huge breakthrough in a different instrument and like suddenly those instruments involved, like they really depend on like how quickly someone invents it and how affordable it is. Like if I made like a really expensive piano that was like really like sounded really, really good. Those like that instrument would probably like the average piano wouldn't involve until like maybe like a couple years later. But if I made like a piano that sounded really, really good, it only costed $1, then the average quality of a piano would probably increase like exponentially overnight. Okay. And I guess like what different instruments fall under different periods, if that makes any sense. Um, I don't think there are, I mean, the periods aren't divided by instruments. Periods are divided by like music types. Mm -hmm. And this is also like all for the, like the different periods I just talked about are all actually they're all for they're for all music, but like they just sort of talk about like how there were like different types of music, different ways of writing the music. And that's why the different periods are se separated. Okay. So there's no real clear like line separating what goes in each period. It's all just vague. Well, no, uh, it's uh the instruments are separated by the periods but okay the like the sort of like the terms the sort of i guess the um i don't i don't know uh, the terminology terminology, the terminology okay. is separated by the periods mm -hmm. i guess that makes sense too 
how exactly does terminology change like over time then? Uh, I mean, the terminology stays the same. Like if I want to say like fast in music, it'd probably just be Allegro. And then it's basically been Allegro since, ever since like the classical period. And then I don't think terminology really changes. I so mean, they, more stuff just gets added over time. Uh, not like every single day, but like I mean, yeah, yeah. they do add new stuff. Okay, is there anything like more recent that you can think of that's been added? Um, hmm, like recent terms. Like in recent terms, yeah. Is there anything uh, like to music theory that's only like now been discovered? I don't think they're really. I mean. No one's really studying music theory. No one's really spent a ton of time studying music theory, like right now. And then, like, mm, yeah, I don't think I can name any uh, recent terms. I feel like they're all pretty like back in the days. Back in the days. Yeah. <laughs> right. The days I'll, being like eighteen hundreds. Right. Yeah. Welcome you listening to this podcast, whoever you are. If you're still watching the screen, listening to this podcast, go get a drink of water. We'll be back here when you're done getting the drink of water. And it's good for your health, okay? I don't want to be like this, but more, more and more people every day are getting, well, I can't say infected, but like their, their health is de- de- depleting because of spending too much time on screens. So if you're watching this right now, go grab a drink of water. I mean, yes. I can force you to. But like, just just do it. It's good for your health, anyways. And we'll be back here when you're done. All right, moving along. Bang! I need a drink of water. <laughs> Everybody, quick, go get a drink of water. This is your chance. Is this gonna be like a break period for us? Yeah, I mean, like you gotta add a break period in your podcast. All right. So, do you know how to edit like music in the back? Can you edit like waiting music like over our voices right now as we're talking? No, I mean, you're gonna. Oh, yeah. I will intend you to, to not. You have to share like computer. You have to share like you have to share your screen and share computer sound, and you can just sort of. <laughs> all, right, all, right, like, all right, hold on. Are you gonna look for for music? Elevator <laughs> music. Playing elevator music. That could be a, that could be an interesting thing thing to talk about. Elevator music. Wait, what what genre does elevator music even fall under? I, I'm, I think it's I'm ready. Genre. Okay, hold on. Are you sick or are you ready to go? Are we like... God! Okay. God, why? I, I had to. Okay, that, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty I mean, good. We didn't click on a video, so like, you know, we didn't get Rickrolled, but... I mean, so we, we still heard it. That <laughs> is true. All right. Uh, okay. Did you get the water? I hope you did. If you don't, we'll never know. But we're moving <laughs> along. All right. Uh, where were we exactly? Uh, no clue. I'm just the guest. Terminology. <laughs> we're on terminology. And Bruno just finished saying how a lot of terminology is kind of old, I guess, to quote his words. Okay. Yes terminology is kind of old and i guess to some degree they're adding things like every once in a while yeah mm-hmm. like i mean i feel like the last time they added something it probably it might the term might actually be older than me it's like just yeah. like they basically rarely add anything okay 
but it, it is slowly being added, right? Uh, yeah, very slowly. Well, I mean, people do need to develop new terms for new instruments. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on, how how big actually how many when was the when was the last time they made a new instrument? I mean, I feel like making a new instrument's a vague thing because it can like, be like, an instrument. Does the kazoo count as an instrument? The zoo? The kazoo. 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 You know that anything that can make a sound is technically an instrument. So I mean I'll so you I don't think I can technically yes. All right. I was just gonna about ask this. Um, so in like a lot of more modern, well, I mean, I use this term loosely, modern. Like I'm talking about like in the past couple, in the past hundred years or, or so, um, there's been a lot of mu- music. Sorry, not music, lyrics and voices and singing in music. Can you tell us about this? Like, is is it made something major or like something revolutionary, or is it just like? It doesn't really have that much of an impact. Do you mean like adding lyrics to music? Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I feel like singing is really just another, I guess, another instrument you can add in. And usually since like you're singing, like usually singing is the melody, but like it can also be the harmony. Like for example, like background singers, like a choir, they just sort of like harmonize together. And then, it actually brings us brings up another point, like how music doesn't necessarily need a melody. Like for example, if you like listen to choir singers, like there's not really a melody. It's more like just a bunch of people just sort of harmonizing together, and that's sort of what you listen to. But going back to like the um, the uh, lyrics thing, uh, I don't think it's that revolutionary since it's really just another instrument. Okay, and I guess to some degree singing and lyrics go back a while right uh yeah i mean mm, actually i don't know when it was i don't know when it was the first lyrical song invented but i'm assuming it's probably not going to be that far back not in the contemporary period i mean uh it, it probably is in the contemporary period con, contemporary period okay Um, you, you mentioned this earlier about classical music, but um, can you tell them, like, it's linked to the piano and violin in a way, and different music is lifted, linked to different instruments. Do you know anything behind this phenomenon and such, or is it just... Uh, can you uh, re-repeat your question? Okay, um... Can you tell us why music is linked to why different genres, I guess, of music is linked to different instruments? So, like, how classical music is typically typically linked to piano and the piano and the violin, and like modern day music is linked more to electronical, digital music, like electronically fabricated music. Uh, that's a good question. I'm guessing it's probably just like other people's biases or like working in that in that regards. I mean, like, for example, like when you when you think of classical music, the first instrument that doesn't pop, the, the first instrument that pops up in your mind is probably not a drum set. And then like when you think of like something like pop music, the first instrument you think of is probably not a violin. So it's sort of, I guess, just people's biases sort of playing into that. Mm-hmm. 
Also, disclaimer, I'm not a psychologist, so don't take my word as, like, you know, Okay. uh, fact. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess like the overall thing that we've been talking about and that the thing that people should really get from this, it's just that, you know, music is evolving and music is always changing and there's never really like any set rules or guidelines specifically that are 100% needed because you can always twist stuff and always change stuff over time. How do you think the, like, How do you think music in general is going to change over the next hundred years? Maybe like next couple hundred. Uh, you know, I don't, I really don't know. Cause like, I mean, like it really depends on like what, what new sort of like ideas are discovered and sort of like what new chord progressions are kind of made. I mean, mm, maybe there might be like some sort of like new, completely new instrument that sort of like completely changes music. Like for example, like one of the best examples of a revolutionary instrument was probably like the 808 bass, which came out, I think in the eighties. And then the, this instrument was like so good, like basically the moment it released, actually not the moment, like one month after it released, every single song in like the top 10, maybe even the top 100, all used at least one instance of an 808 bass. So it's that sort of like completely changed the direction of music. So I'm guessing probably like maybe if like a new instrument gets invented or like a new style or genre gets invented, that would sort of be the way music sort of runs towards. Are there any other like instances of instruments being introduced and changing music as a whole? Um, yeah, like the piano, um, 808 bass, um, probably the guitar too, maybe. I'm pretty sure it changed, um, changed instruments and everything. And that's probably the only instruments I can name off the top of my head. Okay. And I feel like that is about most of the time we have, but um, I, mean, I guess we, we should. don't have a time schedule exactly, but that feels, we, we, I think we have enough. Yeah. Um, so Bruno, this is something we ask a lot of the people that are on here, but um, what would you recommend people that are trying to learn more about this to do? Like if other people are aspiring to be like invested in music, what do you, um, what do you think would be good for them to do in order to learn more? Wait, vested in music theory or vested in like music as a whole? You can do both. Uh, I mean, if you're going to be vested in music theory alone, you're probably going to hate what you're going to have to do because you're, all you're going to do is just be reading books all day. But like if you're vested in like music as a whole where you actually like get to use the stuff you learn in music theory that's sort of like the direction i would go so basically like if you really want to get vested in music sort of read music theory books and then use the ideas that's taught in those and then after that um i guess just keep learning all right well um anything else to say before i start the ending start the ending the beginning of <laughs> the end Um, you know, uh, I, yeah, I have no clue what to say. All right. Well, uh, thank you. This is, ep wait, hold on. Is it episode five? I think this yes. is episode five. Yeah. Five. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> episode five of Trees, Money, and Capital. This week we talked about music theory with Bruno Braden. Oh, and we'll see you next time. And for now, since it's December, 
Well, let's share with you some festive music. Isn't this thing get copyrighted? I hope not. If it does, it does. If <laughs> All right, okay, seriously though? Imagine if we just cut like the recording there. Like that's the, that's the part where we end it. <laughs> I mean, you, you could still edit it now. We could. I would, but we need to share them. I don't want a lot for Christmas. This week video and you probably don't want to read, but I'll make you do it anyway. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you for listening. If you want to leave, leave now. I, I'm going to stop the music. I'll add the link in the description if you want to listen to it. Um, I have a list of jokes ready if you guys want to listen to that too. And don't forget to drink some water. Water is good for your health. And yeah, that's basically it. Thanks for listening. Um, see you next week. Dose.